What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast or webcast, because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as usual. My name is Jimmy. I got my partner at the table with me. What's going on, Core? What's going on, Jim? Oh, man, I can't complain to nobody listening. It's fair and partly cloudy. But listen, um, this is a special episode. I think you'll get a lot of value from this episode for the people out there watching. Before we get into that, I have to say this. Please subscribe to the channel if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening on any sort of podcast platform, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening, make sure you subscribe and share this content because we like to highlight, um, you know, our people who are out doing amazing things, which leads me to our next guest. We have uh, Jamisa MacGyver coming on of uh, Rosebud Investment, Rosebud's Investment. And listen, her story is amazing, right? Um, I'm going to let her tell it, but I, I love her story and I love the fact that not only is she building something um, in our community and helping others, but like she's changing her goals and continuously building but she also gives back which makes it unique because guess what she's 25 years old people 25 years old so without further ado i'd like to uh say what's going on to jamisa how are you hi listen when i do like the podcast they can't see me so i'm like smiling and laughing they don't know oh they can see you too this we're gonna have this on youtube too so they can see you smiling so make sure you smile to the people but you know um listen um your story to me is remarkable and i'll let you tell it um, because you kind of like bumped into this life and you're taking it and running with it. Right. So a lot of people get opportunities, but you know, a lot of people don't take advantage of it the way you did. So yeah, I'm learning it more and more as I meet more people and I'm like, well, what's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's wrong with you at all. You're right. It's, it's a lot of people who, like, I like to say opportunities everywhere. Mm-hmm. You just like that. It, it, it looks dressed up with a name badge that says like opportunity on it and sometimes that, that doesn't happen well i won't even say sometimes it usually never happens yeah or a bunch of different things and you just gotta like make them so i like to say i create opportunities man that's amazing listen so the first thing i'll say is this though um you're you created an you take advantage of the opportunity that came to you but it's funny because um I remember when I started in the business years and years ago, um, I used to think that I was weird and nobody was like me, but then you, then when, like as social media um, comes about, you start to meet people all over the world and you're like, Oh, I'm not strange. Like, you're not strange. The, you know, there are people, people who are like similar to you. Yeah, absolutely. So with that being said, tell people how you actually got started in the real estate business. Where are you from? Um, where are you from with, you know, your schooling, how that, how that whole thing work out for you? Okay. So I'm originally from South Philadelphia. Um, born and raised. So I lived there my whole entire life until about 17 years old when I went off to college. So that was it. South Philly. You know, got, you okay. Know, where, where in South Philly? 18th street. So between Dickinson and Tasker. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They switched the name up on us. New bowl, new bowl. So where, what college did you end up going around to? I went to Lock Haven. Okay. For two years and I dropped out. Okay. Okay. I was like, oh, you're done. Done with that. And it's so crazy because I went to school originally to be a clinical child psychologist. Um, I was always good with, like, helping people, solving problems, getting into your brain, helping you think things through. Like, that was my thing. And I was like, okay. In my childhood, I wasn't a big fan of it. Like, it wasn't horrible, but it's, like, the typical story. It's like, you're raised by your grandma. We got a mom and a dad somewhere in the world. It's like, so I know what it felt like to be a problem child or a child misunderstood. So I was like, oh, bang, I know what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to help children grow up to be awesome adults. Um, but when I got to college, it just was weird. I was taking a lot of gen eds that had nothing to do with what I wanted to do. Um, and I was spending a lot of money to do it. So I was like, all right, I don't know. Like, let me take a step back. I'm good with it. I've always been very self-aware. So I was like, let me reevaluate this, this whole college thing because I don't know. 
You know what? That's a gem already you gave us about being self-aware, right? Right. Self self awareness is key. Like, you know, you have to understand what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, also how to attack your weaknesses. You know, if, if that's something you need to do. But also, just the idea of being self aware is very powerful in itself. Hey, hi, guys. Oh, oh, here they come. They found you, huh? Yeah. So we got <laughs> he's, Captain, he was Captain America yesterday. I don't know what he is today. <laughs> hey, what's going on? All right, so so from Lafayette, not Lafayette, you said Lock Haven. I'm sorry. Um, So from Lock Haven, when you came back, what was your plan? I actually didn't have one. Okay. I didn't have one. A lot of the principles that I live by now and a lot of things. Wait, you might want to put on your pajamas, guys. <laughs> you go downstairs and ask daddy for your onesie. You get a popsicle. I have to bribe one. So you got to know what your kids oh, need. Hey, listen. This this is this is real life. This, this is, is real life. Kid. We we, we raw and uncut. We raw and uncut. This is real life. We got to go this way. We got to go this way. Okay, how about you go? You lead the pack. Everybody gets a popsicle. <laughs> See, you see how he just walks off? He's like, yeah, mom, I got you. I'm out. But he's the only one that's moving in that direction. I think it's so funny because as a mom, as a wife, too, like my husband's somewhere, and the house is kind of big, so he has to hear that there's always before he comes to <laughs> Or we usually communicate via text. I'm like, yes, yeah, I've been spotted. But often women think they have to choose, which mm-hmm. is completely unrealistic. You can't choose. Like, you, you have to do both. It's, it's, like, not optional for you to be a mom part-time and then a business owner part-time and that's not what success looks like so real success for me is being able to do this and saying like get out <laughs> like like bye right yeah. if I at work i would be completely choosing it'll be one or the other like i would be at work and i wouldn't be able to be here from so it'd be like funny when they catch me and i'm like i've been spotted like how am i how am i gonna get around this um, hey listen but like i said this is real life but um that's why but i think it's amazing though because um we want to show people that there are people who are dealing with some of the same things they deal with. Um, and yeah, like kicking ass at it, too. Ex- exactly. And I think that's important. That's I important. I was table nursing a kid, and she had, like, a thing over, and they was like, I hear something. I'm like, what's that whole baby under here? Like, this is a thing, but it was like, no way. And they're like, oh, shit, it's a baby under here the whole time. Like, yeah, but at the same time, you still handle your business. You know what I'm saying? And I think that I think that's important. That's absolutely important. I think it's dope. Um... Yeah, so you said you had no plan. So how how how'd you end up getting into real estate? So what happened is I was a cashier at the term. Um, I had one child, so that was my son. He's the oldest. He's five now. And I was pregnant with my second. She's the boss baby. That's what we call it. So she was the one. Got you. She was giving me trouble the whole time I was pregnant. Um, And at that time, I had done a dollar deed transfer with my grandma. Um, It was like the family house. I feel like she was there my whole life, I might have been conceived there. Like, that's a joke, but I'm serious. Like, she had that. <laughs> that was one of the houses that she had gotten back in the day. They had, like, some type of dollar house thing going on in the hood. Mm-hmm. Nothing about it, but that's how she got hers. I remember that. You remember that core back in the day, dollar house? Hey, she, listen. She was saying, like, I stood in the line for this house. I had to, I'm like, you stood in the line? And it was a dollar? She's like, yeah, it was a dollar. And I'm like, okay. So that's how she got that house, literally, through one of those programs. Um, And one day she asked me, what would happen to the house if something was to happen to me? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, that's, that's a loaded question, Grandma. I'm not really sure. She was like, I want you to look after it for me. She has some very distinct rules, which I feel like was a complete setup. And I did the opposite. I'm telling you the opposite. I tried to stick with what she asked, but I did the opposite. One was, I want you to oversee it. If anybody needs somewhere to live, you're the landlord, and they have to pay you rent. 
which was insane because I'm like, they got to pay me. Okay, great. The second one was not to sell it because this is all we had. Like she said that. Um, and the third thing was oh, fix yeah, it up. It will be great. Right? So that was, that was her rules for me. How old were you at this time? How old were you at the time when, um, you know, oh, when, when you actually... But I was almost 19. Okay, so you, you were you I was 19 years old. Whoa, wow. I got Anna. You got Anna. Yes, I was really young. And as she was giving me the instructions and, you know, doing all of this, I didn't care what she was talking about. Because it's like, Grandma, you still live there. Like, I heard what she said, but to me, it was just a, a matter of us signing paper. I went on with my daily life, and she went on with hers. Gotcha. Um, it wasn't until she died, which yeah. is when I was 19, that was the following year, and I was like, uh-oh. So, so wait, what did she say again? So now I'm like playing it all back. Okay, so taxes. Because it was free and clear. There was no debt on it. Oh, okay. Taxes. I was good with that. All right. I got to fix this up. Because that was my first thing. Because I was somewhere renting. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, all right. So we get to live somewhere for free. Bet is on. My husband at the time was my boyfriend. So we were young. Mm -hmm. like, like we were young. So I was like, oh, we got a free house. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of the move. Until you walk in and it's like a grandma's house. Got she you. Plastic on her couches. I'm like, yeah, no. So we, we the way the recess lights go, like how we do this, like we have to make it look a little bit modern. Um, so we start to call and help from contractors. All of course we were getting like referral based. I did a little bit of googling because we don't know anything about this world. This is a whole new world. Mm -hmm. Um, we just getting a bunch of quotes, fifty thousand, sixty thousand, a lot of money. But one thing that was really constant is that look. We could buy this off, you know, like this is a lot. You might as well just let us get this off. You're like, look, uh, you know, I got my checkbook. Like, they was like on it. They yeah. trying to play that game. You know. She said, don't sell it. Like, but why you want it? Because they kept saying, this is too much. Like, they was making it seem like it was the hardest project in the world, but then they could do it. So, me being stubborn, if you could do it, I could do it. Let's just figure something out. Let's meet in the middle. It didn't work. But my knight in shining armor, which I like to call him, was a guy who lived next door to my grandma, which was really odd. I wasn't paying attention to it then, but now I'm like noticing. Well shaven, three piece suit, cufflinks, lives next door to my grandma. Okay. Middle of the hood, right? And at that time, his house looked exactly like the houses across the street. But a couple years before that, there weren't any houses across the street. It was lots. And a couple years before that, it was all abandoned buildings with graffiti on it. But you don't know what that means when you see it. Gotcha. It's like somebody fixed these houses up, you know. But this specific guy, he was the neighbor. He lived, his house was connected to my grandma's. Um, and he just didn't like how stuff was going because while I was home, my family would come breaking in the house, throwing trash in the yard. At this time, this is a $300,000 house for him. He don't want to see that when he on his rooftop deck. Like he want to see beauty. He's seeing chaos. So what he did was connect me with the realtor who helped him purchase his house. And after that, that's when things started to come together. Um, I sat down with a guy. We went over what a consumer notice was, like all of that stuff. He's like, look, we're going to list it. We'll list it for one. I think he said we'll list it for 115. It was somewhere in between like 115, 120. I don't remember the exact numbers. And I'm like, but the contractor guy said, I'm not going to get no more than 70. So I'm in my head. Just <laughs> All right. I signed on the dotted line. We listed. Within three or four days, we had a bidding war. Like they like going at it. I ended up settling out for 152. And I was like, that's a long way from his 70 that he was talking about. Yeah, you doubled up on him. It was crazy. But Again, why your bidding war? Why this house? Like, these were things that just wasn't connecting. I'm just a young person. Like, I'm done with it. Y'all can break in all y'all want to make mine. I just kind of want that sense of freedom. Um, 
So then after that, the realtor connected me with one of his friends who was a financial advisor. And I remember going to City Hall, big building, glass building, almost the top floor. And he was talking to me about investing his money. And they was like, yeah, so you just do a Roth IRA, you sit it down, come back when you're 50 something, we give it back. Don't touch it before you're 50 because then you're in trouble. I'm like, you want me to go back to work? Like, I was, co- so, <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on. So, what's your name again? Don't even- you want me to give you my whole one? Like, can I keep the 52 in it? Like, all right, okay, no. I'm like, nah, I can't. That don't even sound right. It just didn't. Because you were right. still working as a cashier at the time, right? Still working. I was, mind you, we have one and a half babies. I'm like, yeah, all right. A Roth IRA. What does IRA even stand for? Like, you got to really break this down for me because this sounds crazy. I just met you five minutes ago. Why would I do that? So I was like, no, it just didn't sit right in my spirit. Um, I've always been really innovative, though. I can say that about myself. I always was one of those people who are inquisitive. I'm going to figure stuff out. I'm going to learn it. So I was like, nah, no, thank you. I respectfully declined. Um, and he said, well, that's a lot of money. What do you want to do with it? And I remember my shoulder shrug and everything. I had my Kanye mode on. I'm like, I'm going to buy houses. Like, I studied just like that. I was looking for a world of surprises, but that's what I meant, though. Like, I meant mm-hmm. that my house got me that much money then. I'm going to buy a house with it. That was it. It was like a no-brainer for me. So once they figured out I was serious, the realtor was like, oh, well, I got this guy. He's an investor, and maybe he can help you. So I was like, all right, cool. He connected me with this guy who's a real estate investor. And that was my first time meeting someone who was different because I thought that a real estate agent was the same as an investor at the time. I didn't know the difference. Ah, okay, so you're learning all this on the fly. You had no experience in real estate Look, or anything. I'd be saying on the crash test dummy, that was a real thing. But you know, just my phone calls. But like, here's what's amazing about your story. Um, not to cut you off, but this is that, like, first off, um, there's so many, so many jewels here, right? So we always talk about generational wealth and your grandmother set you up for everything you have now. Mm-hmm. She, she laid the foundation for it. And mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, I got a hashtag, stop losing granny house. Cause I see people all the time who lose yeah. grandmom's house because they don't see, they don't see the value in it. The whole and, existence comes from it. But even once I started to learn, I have a great grandma who was the, the grandma who passed. That was her mom. Okay. She had a house that she lived in in South Philly. And then a house right up the street that she had moved out of when she married my grandfather. So they were both on 18th Street, the one I grew up in, and then the house that was on a 1400 block, right? So those three houses together, we were sitting on like a million. And that's what I'm saying. And a lot of times we don't recognize, yeah, people don't recognize that. They be, people be like, yo, that's grandmom's house, right? They don't understand, like, because in their head, it's just grandmom's house, but. My great grandma retired three times. Like, grandma, you was sitting on 500,000, like, debt free, no mortgages. I'm like, yeah. And what's so what's so sad about the whole thing is when I sold mine, I was like, "Girl, you saw that one because it's just sitting there." Uh, so this was before I caught up on game because I should have took the profits from one, fixed the other, the refi thing. Like it was options there, but I was still scratching the surface and I didn't know. So we lost two South Philly houses. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Where, whoa. And you're t- on 18th Street. I was on 18th Street, and then my grandma's house was Chadwick Street, so that was between Wharton and Reed. Wow. Wow. And for those who are not in Philadelphia, you don't know. That's like. Uh, yeah. you, yeah, it's cool. You, you, yeah. That's over a half mil. Easy. You're close to a mil right there. Just gave, just gave it away. But that's a lesson for you. Yeah. But, but at the same time, though, now look at you. You're not, not, you know. I never, I never get upset. We'll buy it again. I say it all the time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like triple for it. But like, I'm over it. Like, you're I mean, because honestly, like something similar to that happened to me with some vacant land that was in my family's name. But I'll tell you what happened in this situation. Yeah, it um, was crazy. I had a situation where, um, you know, my, my father passed and, and, and I had aunts or whatever that passed. And so they owned this lot together. But they, like, 
you ever see a situation where someone leaves a property to like eight different people? Mm, yeah. And no one could ever agree on anything. So that's one of the things I tell people all the time. Even if you have multiple kids, a couple of kids, you have to pick one person, the responsible person and, or, or something. That's what my grandma did. I'm be noticed because they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have aunts and uncles. They're all like twice my senior. They was not feeling the decision, but the direction that they were going to go. And like, even when it was so different, like, give me 40, give me 50, give me 20. It's like, we were all still separated, going different ways. That 20 would have been going. The 40 would have went to, I think my uncle wanted a truck. He didn't even have a license. So, <laughs> no, yeah, I understand that. Come on, y'all. Like, seriously, because nobody knew the bigger picture. And not for nothing. I'm no better than them. I didn't know the bigger picture, but I was going to find one because it had to be a bigger picture, duh. Yeah. Um, so you figured it out. You, you kind of like learned, you learned on the fly, which is amazing. No other way. Like, when you got, it's crazy. So, what ended up opening my eyes originally was talking to that investor. Mm hmm. Sold it. He had you do what? Really? Like you know you could have sold that for three hundred thousand. I'm like, well, where's my quarter million? Then? Do I'm missing two fifty? Like where? Is <laughs> <laughs> and that's what like started that fire. For me. I was like, I was hurt. Okay, so so after that, how'd you get into your next deal? Like, what was what was your strategy at that point? Did you go to an auction? Did you buy it off the MLS? Like, well, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I purchased off the MLS at all so far in my career. My first person was him. The investor, mm-hmm. he was in the jam, which was odd because he was older than me too. But he was one of those people like just, you know, how you just dream real big. Like, that was him. Okay. So he had situations where he was right in the middle of a really dope project, and his money was tied up. I was in a situation where we had money, and I was like, oh, well, I need houses. What can we do? So he was like, all right, look, I got some sitting. And you know, how you got the inventory sitting. He had to play Monopoly. He had to cash in some chips. So I started to buy his properties. Okay. It worked out really well. So okay. That was uh, what I called the treehouse. Didn't even see it. It was 65. He got it for 25 from an auction. So that was like auction. In the back of my mind, he got this for 25. He sold it to me for 65. Auction. I got to go to that place, whatever that place is. So that was my first like thing. Um, and then it was another one. We did kind of like a subject too. Because I'm like, yo, this cash, like, and cash spins. So as you start to peel, I'm like, uh oh, it's going down. And I had that fear of losing the money too. So this brand mm-hmm. new, I got to make this work. That one had a tenant in it. So he was like, just pay me the difference between what I owe on a mortgage. And it was like 20000 I gave him that. And I like directly inherited the tenant, which was like dope. She was already in there. Uh, the mortgage was three hundred. She's paying a thousand. No brainer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what, what did I buy next? I know I bought one from a wholesaler in Philly. He's really popular too. Um, on Instagram. Okay. I'm finding other investors. Now I got this investor, but I'm like, investors, that's who I need. Where are the investors? Find this guy, he's selling the house. I meet him. It was so funny. I think he originally asked like 50 something. And I call myself negotiating. I'm like, look, I'll give you 45 for it. He's like, yeah, no problem. It's this simple. This is easy. We get to the closing table. I'm coming with my cashier check. I see the guy. Then I see another guy signing papers. I'm like, well, who's this? They're like, oh, that's the owner. I'm like, wait, so who are you? Oh, I'm an investor. I'm a wholesaler. I'm like, damn. So lesson number two. <laughs> you didn't know what a wholesaler was. You figured that out. I did not know what a wholesaler I'm like, that's why they negotiate. And I felt so good, though. The negotiating, you had to see me. I'm like, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> so what was this? What was the spread of what he made? And, and do you remember what that was? 15000 You said 15000 Yeah, 15000 Okay, okay. I felt like salty because I didn't know. But all this was learning experiences that I took with me. And that was a turnkey. I literally, I, I painted it. Um, we put baseboard heaters in it and rented it out like, like two, three weeks. We was good. 
I think the security deposit put me in about five thousand. If I'm not mistaken for that. So after what? After what deal did it really start to click? And you say, this is a career now. Like, was it the first one or was it the second or the, the nah, auction? Nah. The first couple were just like, all right, I'm making money. I'm cool. I got this. But I wasn't like at peace because it was like, yo, you still need some more. Like, if this won't be a thing. You got to make it a thing and you still have more money and you're going to spend that money one way or another. So, because you know, them trips calling you, the bags calling you, your family, like, give it to me. I'm, I'm homeless now. It was, it was sick. I was like, you got to make this, this work. Now, I remember auctions like younger years because we used to get notices a lot, right? The notices would go away. Some type of settlement would happen. You know, I'm young, so I'm not paying attention. So when a guy said auction, I'm like putting two and two together. It's just the same thing. I went to the auction my first time with the guy's girlfriend. And she had like this formula, like you don't bid past this. You don't do this and that. She just had this whole paper, this whole thing. And I'm a high eye. My personality is like, I'm like a D and I, like I'm aggressive with stuff. I'm not like, mm-hmm. like no, don't bid on this. I'm like, yo, I'm like, put the paper down. Like I'm here. My first property was $1,700 from that auction. Wow. That's when it became a real thing. Cause I'm like, well, I could have had the 17 from ShopRite. Screw this money that I have now. But like, I could have did this months ago. And you got people in there losing grandma's houses. Like that's when it was the thing. I'm looking at the atmosphere. I'm looking at what's around me. I'm like, damn, I could have been here last month. I could have been here a month before. Yeah. Every month, no Christmas. I could have been here. Income tax. I could have been here. So I was like, okay. And she was looking at me in amazement because I'm right at it. I'm second bidder on stuff. Like I'm outbidding other people. Like this is a thing for me. I got this. <laughs> I'm like, I know exactly where we want to spend the rest of this money at. And it's been closed curtains. I went to auctions like every month after that for like the last five years. Wow. So is that what you get? Is that what you get most of your inventory? Well, that's how it started out. I got a few things from there because you got the seventeen hundred dollar houses. I had a, I got a house for five hundred, um, a seven unit for two thousand. It was crazy. But what stood out to me the most is when you actually go to certain auctions, you don't have to buy the house. So you put it on a deposit, and then you have thirty days to either come out with the rest, but you can sell it in like a wholesale manner. Yeah. But the formula for it was so crazy because the minimum deposit was six hundred dollars. So can you imagine putting down six hundred on the property, profiting thirty thousand? Cause you sold it for more than you owe. So then I'm like, dang, okay. So that's when it kind of became a career. Cause I started teaching people that like, yo, you got it. Did you see it? Like I was there. Go, go, go. People going making 60,000, 200,000. Let me ask you a question. I like to ask people this all the time, no matter like what business they're in. Like yeah. how was that moment, right? When everything starts to click and you remember like working the jobs, like a shop, right? And then you realize that people are making money over here, not even standing on their feet all day when you had to, you know what I mean? How was that moment when it first clicked? Like, first of all, you just felt like a dodo, like, damn. <laughs> then you feel compelled to make that change, though. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody come in your path, you, like Rosebuds, outside of the whole real estate thing, Rosebuds is a multi-six-figure company because I help people. And it's just so crazy because in the beginning, I was just excited to share. So I was helping people for free. They called me like, yeah, thanks. I just made 60000 I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> like, okay. And the then name, consistent. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is this a business. I'm like, the name Rosebud. Where is that? Is that where's that come from? The name was Rose. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. So you even honoring her in that. She she said it's all off. That's amazing. That's an amazing out. story. So at this point, yeah, right? To it. When it's like in you and it's real for you, it's like you ain't gotta be too creative. Like this is what it is, and this is why I'm doing it. No, this is amazing. This is an amazing story. So your grandmother um started this started this off for you. And at this point, 
So now, in, right now, today, as we speak, you're 20, 25, right? 25, until next month. Okay, 25, and your portfolio is worth about how much? Three million, but that's debt-free. I don't have mortgages at all. Wow. Whoa! Okay. So you have a $3 million debt-free portfolio at 25 years of age. What? I'll be refining soon. <laughs> you're going to grab some of that bread to work, put the work, huh? Because I came in, you don't know about credit, though. So this is the whole other thing. Like, when I say all of this was new to me, all of this was new to me. It's okay. Like, yeah, I, I, got, I had the luxury of not having parents that put a million and one things in my name either, but no credit is just as bad as, you know, bad credit. So I was like, all right, we got to figure this out. But all I knew was Monopoly. I really played that as a kid. So I'm like, no, just sell that one. You got more money, go buy two more. All right, now sell this one. It was so many times I was cash poor and house rich, like so many times. But then you meet people who are higher than you, more successful. They're like, yeah, leverage. Oh, don't touch your money. You use other people. That's why they was looking at me like that with them cashier's checks. I didn't know what that meant, though. Mm-hmm. It's like they was calling me home. like, yo, kid, you, the house you was about to sell, you might as well sell it now. I got a buyer. I'm like, I'm on the buyer's list. I didn't even know, you know, all that. What, she can't buy her. Okay, whatever that means. You're literally learning through doing, right? That's it. So at any point, so so at any point, did you feel like, all right, let me just slow down and like try to get the, the knowledge, right? So who, who was someone that helped you out throughout this process outside of that first investor? Slow down to get the knowledge. I always learned as I was going. So I remember mm-hmm. a lady. Her name is Aisha Selden. You guys interviewed her before. We already did. Aisha, Aisha's a personal friend of ours. We went to school together. So she was I already on here. So Aisha helped you out, huh? I DM'd her. I said, yeah, you're great. I just want to sit down and talk to you one day. And mind you, at this point, I probably was about eight houses in, but now I'm almost broke. So I'm like, damn. Like, it kind of forced me to, to slow down a little bit. So I'm like, yo, I love what you're doing. I already got some stuff going on, but I would just love to learn from you. She's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Let's do Starbucks. It's 6 too early. It was like a Saturday morning. I don't drink coffee. I'm like, Starbucks, cool. 6 on the Saturday shit. You talking to her? You might as well get there at 5. Like, it was a thing for me. Yeah. And I remember meeting her and there probably like two or three other people who must have DM'd her before to what she wanted to do with one shot deal. And I stood out. And she told me. I stood out. And it wasn't because of the houses, because I think at the time I didn't really tell her all that I had going on. I just was, like she said, she made a reference, like, the first one to come, the last one to leave. Like, I was just soaking, soaking, soaking. Like, that was my homie ever since. Like, I couldn't stop talking about it. Now, fast forward, we actually sit on panels together. Like, she's my friend. I can call her. That's amazing. I slid right in the damn like, listen. See, but that that goes to your personality, right? So, like, another gem right there. Like, you're giving our, our, our listeners and viewers a lot of wisdom right here, if you guys are paying attention, because... She took action, right? You fell into this life, but at the same time, you just kept moving. You kept moving forward. And even when it came to you meeting her, right, you, you, you first of all, you had the, 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 the gonads to even just start jumping the DM like, yo, what's up? Like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't do that. And yeah, but that, that, that one move right there, which didn't cost you a dime, yeah. you know, led to you, led to you making a connection that's going to help you forever. Because listen, forever. Isha's thorough. Like, like I said, Isha's a friend of ours. She's thorough in... She, that's one of the things that she does, but I see you now doing, which is impressive to me, is like now giving back. So now, like you said, you're on panels with her, but you also reach back and help others. Like, so that's amazing. Because they need it. Like it's strength in numbers. You got to understand. So everything has its highs and lows. Um, No matter where you get in life, you're going to have a downtime for yourself. And it doesn't have to be financially. It could be spiritually, emotionally. It could be something where something's off with you. And the same people you see going up, you see coming back down. So. I done built these people up, right? So if I'm going down, I know I could call at least one or two people that's like, no, I got you. 
because it makes you sleep better at night. Those humble beginnings is, is so different from somebody just giving it to you. Absolutely. And I always look at it like, okay, my grandma did give me a house. She did do that. But people win a lottery, too. Lose Listen, yeah. houses. I see grandmoms leave houses every day, and I've seen people lose grandmoms' house for, for taxes. Taxes. When you All the time. Tax agreement. Mm-hmm. And I'm in there like 1500 1600 now I got your grandma's house, her whole legacy for what $6,000 <laughs> exactly. And it happens all it happens all the time, right? Yeah. And then because a lot of times there's a lack of knowledge, too. Though. A lot of times people don't know, which is important, like to even have a platform like this or for you going out there speaking on panels. I don't agree. I love your platform, no, no, but what, I, what I'm talking about a lack of knowledge is I know it just based upon like, um, so. I'm an agent, but also an investor. And I've bought houses that way myself, not even going to lie, where it's like, yo, I'm getting ready to lose this or whatever. And you talk to the people and they don't know. And I've also helped people like, listen, all you have to do is go down there making a payment arrangement. Some people just don't know. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't think that's an excuse. I had no, it's not an excuse. No, it's not an excuse. Like that lack of knowledge thing, I said it somewhere. I don't remember where I was speaking. It's not about what you don't know. It's about what you don't want to learn. See, this is the thing. A lot of people... Not just our people, because, you know, we like to, to victimize a lot of people, but a lot of people don't take ownership for what they say they want. Everybody says, I want better. I want better. I want, okay, where is better? What's better to you? Because I'm intrigued by stuff that I see. Like, if I see somebody with a private jet, I'm like, it's only a jet. They make them, so how did you get it? So what do I have to do to get it? So you have people that's like, <laughs> So you, you, you have people that's like, I want to do X, Y, Z. But it's like, well, what's stopping you from doing it? Taking action. That's the second part of it. The part, yeah. the part, the part is the knowledge. One part is the, one part is the, the, the knowledge and know-how. Second part is the action. And action might be more important because a lot of times, if you yeah. take action, even if you don't have the full information, by taking action, you'll learn you'll find th- it. through that action. You'll find it on the way. And I think people, it's more just fear. Outside of all of the other stuff, I think it's just that fear. But I'm not afraid to fear. I mean, I'm not afraid to fail at anything. Like, that's yeah. one thing about me. It's but like, that's why. But that's why you're a massive. Uh, uh, yeah. Take that's, that's why, why you're a massive. Taking, yeah, because you're taking the action. A lot of people don't have that. And I mean, you'd be surprised how many people like will ask you a question that they could just literally Google. And I'm like, you didn't even think to Google that? Like, no, I didn't. Like, like we're in, we're in 2019. That's really my new life. Like, somebody asked me, "How do you find an owner?" I said, "Skip Trace." So she wrote me back and said, "Skip Trace with a question mark." I'm like, you ain't gonna ask me to break down Skip Trace. A part of me almost enabled it. I was gonna do it. I was like, nope. Now I gotta leave you hanging, cause bro, seriously. Like, and that's my point, right? So like, yeah, like you gotta, yeah. So you know, but but that's amazing. So now, now you you know you have this platform where you're you're speaking on panels, you're helping other people, and you know you've you've done well by your grandmother's name. Like that's an amazing story. So what's the future for Rosebud Investments? What's your future? <sighs> Private jet. Okay. No wrong with that. Okay. That's the that's the time that's a time saver. Oh, it's a time saver. It's a peace of mind. I ain't got to share. I want the window seat, but you got to they want to fall asleep off to the side. I'm like, go ahead. Like, <laughs> uh, private jet. There's multi-units, too. Okay. excited about multi-units. Because um, I only have two. But those two are going to bring in more than almost half my portfolio. Sad to say. Oh, like, cool. oh. Hey, but listen. You, so you're moving into multis. Like, are, are you looking for specific sizes? Like, or any no. size at this point? No. Me, I'm not picky. I take anything. Give me the worst of you to find. Like I'm, I'm that person. <laughs> like I'm not picking Now, is all your portfolio in uh, Philadelphia, or have you branched out to a different place? I have Chester, and I have Philadelphia. And Chester. Then where I'm now it's like a uh, Upper Pennsylvania, I live in the Poconos. 
Okay. Airbnb movement for my husband and I. Okay. Um, okay. I was going to Airbnb. We want to really aggressively get into that, but I want to do it in different places, like more resort style, like Jamaica, Puerto Rico, stuff like that. So that takes a little bit more education because you have to, not as simple as I'm going to get a house right here and rent it out. Like you have to kind of go by their rules and regulations. Okay. Um, like something else I find interesting, like about you being so young, right? So you're 25 years old, but I also see that um, you believe in like, you know, um, working on yourself in terms of, I've seen you, uh, you know, cause I follow you on Instagram, um, you know, going to events, meeting people, yeah. networking, like, yeah. so you believe in like, you know, self-help and working and working on yourself. You yeah. invest in, you invest in yourself outside of your, your business. You invest yeah. in yourself. You're your greatest investment. I can only take myself as far as I know until I learn something else. But where did you get that part from? Is that something that you always thought of? Like along this journey, what, what, how'd that click? No, that, that came from when I was young. Remember I said my childhood wasn't ideal for me. So I was always seeking something else. Like all the time. I was always seeking something um, So that's where that came from for me. So just now on this scale, it's like, now you know who those people are. When you were young, you found all kinds of people as role models and you didn't realize they weren't good people until you realized that they weren't good people. But that was me. I was like, I had the, the latchkey, what they call you? The latchkey kid? Latchkey kid, yeah. That was, me. that was me. And the crazy thing is I have siblings, but they didn't live with me. I lived with my great-grandma. So now that you've, now that you've, now that you're like, you know, you're in a whole different space at this point, right? So now, um, you know, you're traveling, you're working on yourself, you have your business. How, what is your family's response to you? Like, um, uh, the first one or right now? Well, right now, because I, so I know at first how you told me they didn't, you know, they, they, they felt some type of way about, you know, grandma leaving you the house or whatever, but now they see that what you did with that, yeah. what is the, what's, what's the relationship now? Like, how's that work? It's like a love-hate thing, because um, I was able to retire my great-grandma, so that's how Oh, that's amazing. Like, she retired three times before this, but I retired, like, she's done. All she has to do is babysit when she feels like it. Oh, that's dope. Um, why she's sometimes. Then she cooks for us sometimes. But she got her moments. Like, she's fired every week. I'm like, Grandma, yeah. Like, Grandma, what's up? Um, But they got to respect it. Because I show them, like, so the life that I talk about, I live it. And it's really hard. Because on Instagram, I don't post much. Because I feel like it's really a thin line between motivating and bragging. But, like. Man, listen. Yeah. So I try to keep as much as my personal. You, you already get that, right? So I, 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 I struggle with that like all the time like you know and um i have friends who tell me i put up posts before a friend tell me i want you take that down like you know so i have a circle that'll tell me when i'm doing too much yeah and it's like it could just generally and that was me at first i'm just excited and like you're not humble i'm like well i ain't post a bank statement that it like make you cry like i am <laughs> you know i was a cashier and i'm not like i want you to you gotta feel it i feel it like it you gotta understand to me it's not about money i like money that's great the freedom to do whatever you want, go wherever you want, to have children and you know that they're not going to ever experience the stuff that you experience, that's so elate and it's like a drug. And it make you want to go 10 times harder so you forever just climbing, climbing, climbing because you're like, damn, there's no cap. Especially when you're young, I'm going to run till my body shut down because when my body shut down, it's going to be on the island and then it's going to be great, right? So I just push and push and push and push and push. So they see that and they know me. Like they know me, my heart is real pure. I tell people all the time because I had people like, you give away too much. Stop doing this for free. Your time is blah, blah, blah. God pays me more than I could ever get monetarily. Like the fact that he even gave me a mind to think the way that I do, my mind is sick. I'm like, damn, I wish I would have sat down with Einstein because I'm so, this crazy because I'm like, yo, why am I like this? 
Why? <laughs> I love your confidence. That's a, it's amazing, right? It's so crazy. Yeah. It's like, why am I like this? Like, yo, this is crazy. It, 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 they double back for sure. I'm gonna have a few cousins like, I heard you on the radio. You're so amazing. I'm like, yo, I was your cousin forever. I've been amazing, but thank you. And I just help everybody. <laughs> Yo, that's so fire, yo. Yo, it's so weird, but I'm not one of those people that's like, oh. No, I'm like, yeah, come on. So now that you're ready to listen, I'm going to tell you what I was trying to tell you then. Like, I'm just bored. I'm with it. Like, I'm You know, it's crazy, Barry, because um, one of the secrets that, that, that I reckon, actually, I read this in a book, and, you know, it clicked in me because I actually saw it in play, which is um, Russell Simmons wrote a book called Do You. But in the book, he talks about the more – that you do for other people, the more like that comes back to you. So he said the, the, the secret for him for success was to help as many people as possible. The more people you help, that actually the more it helps you. And, and that's, that's actually real because I've seen that at play. That's one. Um, and so, so, but another thing I realized is so people all the time, like myself and Corey, would go out into the communities and do um, free events and, and teach people how to buy houses, how to buy stock, how to do all these things. And people would say, why are you giving away stuff for free? But it's also because I realized that 90% of the people that I talk to aren't going to do anything anyway, but it's about touching those 10%. My husband, he'd be like, yo, you wasting your time. I'm like, no. So you got to understand, that's a you thing. Money don't fulfill me. If I lost all my money, I would make it back. Helping people is fulfilling to me. You have to think about what fulfills you. That's the true success. It's not a dollar amount. That's like, now that I made it, I'm happy. Because there's been times I had a lot of money. I'm like, yo, I still feel kind of crazy. What am I doing wrong? Like, I don't chase money. I attract it now. It's weird. Because once you start doing what you want, money just comes to you. And the weirdest thing to me is just so I, I just want to share this with the people that's listening. Please listen to the cliches. Like, you can manifest stuff. All the things that are, like, cliche is so real. It's so weird. I read Think and Grow Rich a while ago, like a long time ago as a, as a teenager. I read it again recently. It hit different. Yep. Real. Like, like the stuff that you hear, the most simple things, your network is your network. That's a real, it sounds like, eh, that sounds crazy. That's because you're wrong, you're around the wrong people. That's a real thing. Manifesting. I remember, uh, it was um, a couple years ago, I want to say maybe three, three, four, somewhere in there. Um, I was dealing with Vizio, which is a lending source. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yo, we have investment friendly banking. You can't live there, but since you're an investor, you know, we want to give you this property. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go see it. We walk in this house. We drive like three hours. It's about three hours from the city. It's in Shaverton. We walk in this house and there's no ceilings. Like, okay, it's ceiling. But it's no ceiling, right? <laughs> I thought it would drop ceiling. I remember like, damn, who cleaning windows? Like, no, seriously, who cleaning windows? Like, <laughs> my brain went crazy. I'm like, Yo, that's a house. Like, and you said we can't live here? Well, why? So now, well, what we got to do to live here? Like, I'm going in now because I'm obsessed with this house. Like, I'm mentally staging it. Like, yep, white section right there because it was black, like glass floor, like marble. I'm like, yo, di-. I felt like Scarface because the tub was black. Mar- <laughs> this house was crazy. And they talk about, I got to run it out. It's an investment. Investment? All right, so I'm going to let somebody else invest in because I need this, right? I did everything in my power. I kind of borderline became obsessed with this house because I want it, I want it, I want it. I get it under contract. I'm like, this is going to be it. We're going to work it out. I missed the, I lost the contract by like two seconds because mm. I couldn't secure the funds fast enough. And I was like, but the fact that I got approved, all of this stuff, now it's a reality for me because I was going to try. I was obsessed with, with how, like I needed windows that I couldn't clean myself. Like I was obsessed with it. <laughs> and then the following year, 
I ended up getting exactly what I obsessed about. Our children had a 12-foot Christmas tree that took four guys to cut down, and it was in my living room. I was like, yes! Then I'm like, you meant it. That's what you, you cut. You thought about it. All that, that was the real thing. I'm like, wait, it's that simple. Now, it wasn't exactly what I wanted. That's but amazing. I'll take it. I can't clean the window, so. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm like, wait, is it that simple? Just put yourself out there. Be authentic for you. Like, just stuff like that. Like, money doesn't buy happiness. That's the cliche. You need money in order to be okay. I'm not saying walk around broke and homeless. What I'm saying is when you find what fulfills you, that brings you happiness. And that happiness brings you money. So it's a, a circle, but we usually go the opposite way. So we chase the money thinking we'll get enough money and then we'll be happy. But sometimes that paper chase is what wears you down. And that takes away from the happiness. So like those cliches, listen to cliches. Listen, you are here teaching, man. You listen. I got another question for you, right? So you brought you mentioned thinking grow rich, right? So give give us an example of um because uh, you're also in the self help. Yeah. What are some what are what are a couple of your favorite books? We like to talk about books and um give people book recommendations. Let me tell. You, I put audio audible on because I'm just like sick. Um, what is it? Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. I got mm-hmm. that for free one day from like a dentist office, and I just had the book. I didn't even know what it was like. <laughs> It's so funny. I didn't even really know what it was until recently. I'm like, dang, I read that book. So I had to go back and read it again. Uh, Money Master the Game is a good one. I think Tony Robbins had wrote that during the last recession. And I had to really get into that because I didn't survive the last recession. So in 2008, I was entering like ninth grade. Uh, Money Master the Game, that was, that was something that was really good. People say Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I started to read it until I realized which dad I was. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I never heard that one before. That's a new one. But it got me. So, so what's your favorite though? Out of all those, because if it's your favorite, you don't have to look at your phone. What's your favorite one? The Bible. It's so weird. Okay. Okay. So I got it. That works. This is the thing. The Bible actually tells you to invest in real estate. It's really weird. So what I do is I got this app. It's called Bible Gateway. I don't know if you guys can see it, but every day a new uh, like scripture will come up for you and that will be like what your scripture of the day is and I start with that because that don't take much work right you just want to make sure you protect it out the day and you lead it in the right direction so one of these scriptures was the unfolding of your words gives light it gives understanding to the simple that was Psalms 119 so that just was my reminder like all right simplify it keep it going you're giving light to people now I lead by that because at the end of the day it's all bells and whistles, smokes and mirrors. Anyway, we all got to leave it. You can't take life super serious. I'm not about to cram my brain with chapters and chapters and chapters because you can't remember everything anyway. It's more so experience-based. So I live day by day. Like, this going to be a new day. How am I going into it? I really read the Bible. It's so crazy. You get one scripture a day and you're just like, all right, what do this mean to me? How does this apply to where I'm at right now? If it's not something that specifically applies to you, then just be mindful of it as you're going through your day. You're like, yeah, this is what God said. Okay. Yeah, you're giving so much game right now because because you're yeah. right about that, like about like not taking yourself or life too serious, right? You um, yeah. Come here. Let me ask you a question though, because I, I I like to know this. I'm not, you know, wh- which Bible verse tells you to invest in real estate? I don't want to know this for my personal um, edification, so I can like you know go just go oh, tell somebody. If you Google, just just so I could just so I could use these bars as I talk to somebody else, like you know, you know, the Bible tells you you got to invest in real estate. Hold on. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Corey? Brothers, polo college shirt along with her diaper. See, but, but see, the reason is I'm leaving all this in there too. I'm not editing this out. I'm, you know why? Because this is real, right? We're talking to someone who is. You oh, know, yeah, no, I always tell people like, don't. No, 
no, I won't. I won't. I'm not because I, I think that it's important to see that you know. How to be you unapologetically be you. Kids like they bring up the best in you too. Cause now if you fail yourself, <laughs> we'll give ourselves an easy way out. Like, yeah, we messed up. Oh, I'll try again. Like when your kids can't know you, ain't no out for that. Ain't no like for me. It's like yo, any means necessary for them. Like that's the thing for me. Like I mean it wholeheartedly. So I yeah. always tell people don't be. I, I've been on the phone with people. I'm talking, so I'm like, I'm sorry. She crying, like, what you sorry for? Kids are not designed to be quiet. And if your kid is quiet, something's wrong with it. You, you, it's the kid. <laughs> she good. We here. You know, it's a human thing. Now the fact that she's putting on three shirts is a little off. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, but no, it's real though. That's, I, I, but I think that, I think that that's why I like you because you are authentically you. And um, the fact of the matter is like, you can, and be a real estate investor, you can have millions of dollars and you can still be you. You know what I mean? Because most people like, you know, they, they feel as though they have to, to change and they can't be their authentic self. Go ahead. No, you can't. And what I realized is, so the only reason why it sticks out to me most is because being me got me here so I wouldn't become somebody else because I wouldn't really know how to keep that up. Like once you jump into a different costume, it's like, damn, so what do Captain America do? Oh, yeah, superhero, I got to say the world. Now you want to take it off. You can't take it off once you get in a certain place, right? But what I realized is people like me. And I've been around like some of the, the like I met Kevin O'Leary. Yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw you. You know, ask your question or whatever. Um, that, that was that was dope. Kevin, Kevin had to know I was in the room. They don't know who they who they in the room with. So exactly. But that's about that's also about taking action, making yourself seen. That's it. Right. Mm -hmm. Ask a question. That's not a question. Just to get an answer. I right. But by me doing it afterwards, he was like. I want to talk to her. Like, who's that person? Oh, because I stand up and I put the question. Okay. Yeah, it was about it was about your family. Like, how how about how do you deal with you know how you deal with uh? How do you leave your family? Like, I already left them. I knew the answer. Like, <laughs> 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 had to create that opportunity, the opportunity for you to know, like, you're not the only shark in the water. Hello, Mr. O'Leary. But for the people in the room to know too, I got clients everywhere I go. I leave with clients. Mm -hmm. oh, naturally, not by being a salesperson. None of that. Yeah. But, you know, it's also a certain level of freedom that comes with being authentically you, right? Because one thing I recognize, just through experience, I know people that make a lot of money and who are absolutely miserable because, yeah. they, because they can't be their authentic self. They're not fulfilled. So it's not that they can't be, it's that they decided to do something else and they couldn't really deal with what comes with that. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why you can't put it All right. So, so before we get you out of here, the future is you, you keep continuously grow, grow your business. You said you're going to try to get more multifamilies. Um. So is is that it? Is it just real estate, or what? Else? Do you do you plan on expanding into anything else? Diversify my portfolio. Um, everything is still real estate for me. Like I don't know if I should drop. Well, what's for me is for me. So Temple has a real estate division. We don't have that with HBCUs. So I'm talking to somebody at Lincoln about creating the actual real estate division for HBCUs because we lack financials education when it comes to colleges mm -hmm. and it's like they in there and they racking up all that debt so that's something that's for me oh that's dope and shout out to lincoln because um myself and my wife both went to lincoln so um that's a great i didn't even yeah, thought about that like deal, but i realized that i needed to that's, yeah that's dope that's dope so yeah just stuff like that everything that i like to do right now is like founded the foundation of it is from real estate um mm -hmm. But it's going to be like different aspects, like the education pieces and all of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. That's what's up. Because people insist on giving people 8%. I might as well be people that's getting 8%. <laughs> <laughs> just, just 
Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. So listen, um, I, I first first and foremost, congratulations on everything. Because like I said, because like I said, um, Corey, you guys had any questions before we get out of here, Corey? Nah, she's she's just fire. Like she just does what she does, and authentically, like there's nothing else to say. Like I am who I am. I do what I do, and I love it. So yeah. I'm, I ain't nothing else to say. Ain't nothing else to talk about. I was about to say, Corey ain't had no rap for me. He wants to talk about that. You 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 up here hey, teaching? Listen, listen yo, you, listen, you, 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 you dropping bars. We yeah. just back up, let you go, man. Listen, you, yeah, you, you was on go. I ain't had nothing else to say. Like you won't go. You do. You do what you 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 do what you do like, and I I understand your situation because I'm a I'm a person with three kids and a small child. So, you know, doing that, you know, like me, I I just sent my family to to go get something to eat while I did this interview. You know what I mean? So, I I I, I like peace and quiet. So it wasn't, it, it, you know, it's not inauthentic for me to be by myself. <laughs> so I like peace and quiet when I do the interview. So I'm I'm a little bit different. I can't I like if my kids was making all that noise. I would have to, I would lose my composure. So, because I'm super attentive. I'm super attentive to my kids. So if, if my kids is making all that noise, I'm going to, I'm going to stop and, and do whatever it takes to, you know what I mean? Be with them. I wouldn't be paying attention to the, I can't, I, you got, you got a better attention span than I do. <laughs> Let she me does, say it Listen, she does this. She does this. And, but I think that. I put but two I, on her. I put a onesie on the other one. I don't know if y'all see my arms going different places. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we peep game. You're doing your thing, but I think, but, I, <laughs> but, that's, but that's why I said I'm leaving all. I'm leaving all that in because to me, to me, that's part of the whole overall story. Is that you can do both. You can do both, and you could like you could be amazing at both. And yeah. listen, you got this because you're up here teaching. You like giving the sermon. You 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 met. You got me excited, and you know, like I said. Meeting people like you is important to me. I've been in the real estate game for for since I was a teenager myself. So I'm just I'm entering my 22nd year in real estate. I'm entering my 22nd year in real estate. So when I meet people like you or people like Tom, um, who are younger people who are out here killing it, is like it's inspiring and it's also amazing because the people that look just like you, like representation matters. So when they see that you're doing something on a higher level, um, and it's not entertainment, it's not you know, sports is not these things. Um, you, you're going to inspire a lot of people. And I think that you know that and you carry yourself as such and you, you always giving out knowledge and game. So I just want to say congratulations and thank you too. Thank you. Listen, it was a program I started um, a couple of months ago. So I was still doing the auction thing, but I was doing mortgage foreclosure instead of tax delinquent because the mortgage foreclosures are in better condition naturally. And I was taking like single moms and it was like a rent to own thing because to home ownership to certain people just so far ahead of what they bring can process and it shouldn't be that way um and what they like the most about me like i had staff and stuff they're like no we can't talk to them we have to talk to you just being relatable because i had somebody tell me like you you're the nicest rich person i ever met like i'm like (laughs) (laughs) yo fire yo Absolute fire. But I hear that so often, and I'm like, what? you know, because people people feel as though they have to act a certain way when they. Act. I see it. I've seen people get complete accents as their net worth goes up. They hold their whole their whole tone changes. Like, oh, why, why are you talking like that? You know what I mean? Like, that's how people feel. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm laughing. I was talking to Grant Cardone. I was in Atlanta. <laughs> I was talking to him because I sat in the front row. This is so funny. You got to put yourself in the right places. Come on. Now, this is your third shirt. I'm going to take a picture of her with these three shirts on. 
Y'all gonna know. This is the third shirt. Okay. Third. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Well, in fact, show the people because they took the granny with us. This is the shirt number three. <laughs> <laughs> So listen, um, man, man, a lot of knowledge, a lot of, lot of knowledge in this episode. So Jamisa, um, again, I want to say congratulations. I want to say thank you. And I want to tell you to keep being you, right? Because I think that's important. Um, more so than anything else, that's what I'm going to take away from this conversation is that, listen, I, I love people that are, who are, that are who they are, right? That, that to me, that's amazing. Um, for our listeners out there, listen, don't forget, like I said, subscribe, uh, follow Jamisa. How can people uh, reach you online? So Rosebud Investments is your company. What's your handle on um, IG? So Rosebud Investments on Instagram, Rosebud Investments on Facebook, uh, www.rosebudinvestments.com is the website. You can call 267-419-ROSE, which is okay. And you're, you're still taking clients in and showing them how to go through the process yeah, of auction? Every single day, we sit in the auction with you. That $600 property flip has been, like, crazy. So now everybody's a homeowner. It's like, you deal with one person, they bring eight and their whole family. It's become, like, family reunions. It's <laughs> an auction. Um, so that's one of our most popular services. But the investment call is good, too, because a lot of people come in and they're like, I don't know where to start. It's too much for me. I have to have credit. I have to have money. So that investment call is really dope because it's super-duper affordable. Um, but it helps you from exactly where you are. So if you're a person that's like, I have no money, I have no credit, we got 14000 worth of unsecured credit that we give to you because we became affiliates with certain companies. So this is 14000 for you. Build your credit now. So it's no longer an excuse. You nice. don't have money. Okay, this is wholesaling. Or get $600. Don't eat Chick-fil-A for three weeks. That'll be your $600, right? <laughs> we're walking you through their property flip. And then we're building a foundation. So we'll teach you, okay, once you get the house, you hold it. This is how you refile. Or this is how you flip. This is how you rent it out. We just go through all of that from where you are. So then it's not like, loss it's not a lost cost because some people they're doing like listening to podcasts reading books during these like three day you want to learn real estate we're coming to your city those things you get a bunch of general information and you don't know where to start so it's like damn now what now we got a gpsc that investment calls like where you say you're going okay make a right at the bank make a left at the auction park your car right like it's a whole step-by-step blueprint so I might be calling you myself. Listen, I, I've, yeah, done, right? I, I've done all kinds of real estate deals. The one thing I've never done, I've seen people do it, is the, the auction flip. Like, so I've done subject twos. Um, I've owned multifamilies. I've owned commercial buildings. I've, I, I've rented, I had Wells Fargo as a tenant. I've done all kinds of stuff in real estate, but I've never done one of those look, quick $600 flips. I need, to, I need to learn that game. Yeah. I'll, I'll be, I'm be inboxing you myself. Like, listen, you can, you can never learn to love. Yeah, it's so crazy. And that's what I like about being a millennial. We're like impulsive kind of, and we so innovative, like we with it. You got some people that say, I don't know, like this working for me, I'm gonna just rock over here. Dude, 
that was one of the best things that ever happened because they're all, first of all, they have them so often. Not only that, they have them everywhere. People don't pay taxes. They don't pay their mortgage everywhere. So it's like crazy. But real estate to me, real estate to me is the, is the illest thing. Real estate to me is the illest thing. I was telling people before that um, I spoke on a panel um, in Australia and I really only was going because I've never been to Australia, right? So I was just going, really going for the trip. But I spoke on a panel there and I met all kinds of people from all across the world and they were making money in real estate and nobody was doing the same thing. So you had your buy and hold, you had your flippers. You had one guy who had millions of dollars in REITs who was literally just sitting there getting passive income. Um, like, so... And that's the thing. So this whole thing of like flipping auction, that's a whole nother, like, it's always something. So the one thing I learned is you'll never know everything, right? Yeah. It's always going to be, and like you said, people are creative, like you're creative. So, you know, you're going to find this, this won't be the last thing. You'll probably figure out something else as you go along. Like I've been finding so many things. Like I just learned about syndication. And I was like, okay. Well, yeah. I ain't, I ain't feel comfortable taking other people's money. It's like people are like, take this hundred thousand. I'm like, uh, no, you take this. <laughs> like, I was nervous. But, you know, like I play with my money. I ain't gonna play with yours. Yeah, um, but it's just so crazy. It's so many things with real estate because real estate is everything. Like you got it. So even if you take it back to like slavery days, they died for this land. Like mm -hmm. everything that we are came from this land. So when you think mm -hmm. about land, you can't do anything really without it. You can't drive anywhere without partaking in real estate. Somebody owns it. You're born in a hospital, you die, you get buried, you're in a doctor's office building. You get locked up, building. You learn at school. It's like it's not one thing in this whole entire world that you're not consumed with real estate. Absolutely. Sure, you shopping, shopping more real estate, real estate, real estate. I was in Vegas because we got married in Vegas. Um, so we were driving in an Uber. So I'm asking no questions like, how much does it cost to own something on a strip? He gave me a little piece of game that just changed the dynamics of how I thought. He said a lot of these people don't own. Uh, they only own a hotel. They don't own the land. He said you get land. And you charge somebody to build on your land. You are the landlord, but they own that hotel, so you make the money. I was like, "Damn, so I ain't got." A lot of there's, there's a lot of buildings in New York like that too. A lot of like or, or it's old money that own the land, but they have nothing to do with the building that's on it. because now I buy lots from the auction. You might get a lot, a couple hundred dollars. The taxes on it one thirty a year. That's your land. Like that's land your banking. Money. That's the move. I yep. didn't do it, you know, here's the funny thing, right? So when me and Corey go out and um, we do our talks, the first, the first thing we say is, how many people live somewhere? And obviously everybody raises their hand. I say, well, good. We're still going to be in business. <laughs> because, <laughs> right. because that's the fact of the matter. And by the way, um, shameless plug, uh, Corey and I wrote a book, Own Your Time and Space for People Out There. And part of the um, equation of space is what you just said, why space will always have value, because it absolutely will. Um, and that'll be in the description box as well. So thank you for giving um your handles and everything. We'll make sure our people um you know um listen to this, watch this, contact you. I'm pretty sure you're gonna get some feedback because listen, you're amazing. I, I just wanna say keep yeah. being you, keep being you, don't change, don't change. Listen, um, and for the people out there, um, you know, I just wanna say, uh, as we always say, it's not about how much money you make, it's about how much you keep. Game elevates, and we'll see you next time, man. This has been amazing. Peace. Yeah.